0: Today we are gonna be talking about having nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And I think lots of times we stop ourselves from doing things because of the simple fact of the fear of loss. Fear of maybe loss of uh, our reputation in terms of, oh, they aren't as successful as I thought. I think I should be, or I'm not as pretty as I think I should be, or I'm not as qualified as I think I should be, or I'm not this, 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 and this, and this. And so we basically end up giving ourselves lots of reasons why we will lose and not enough reasons why we can't adopt the attitude of what is there to lose. So let's go ahead and let's take a look at this, shall we? Because um, God is good and he's going to, we are expecting him to show up in our hearts right now. We are expecting him to open our ears and open our eyes so that the lesson that he wants to teach us right now is absorbed and uh, not only absorbed, but implemented. Okay. So it says, we're looking at 2 Kings 7 verses 3 through 4. It says this. The four men with leprosy said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say, we'll go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. I love the attitude of these guys. These four lepers had been relegated to the absolute bottom level of society because of their disease. But these lowest of the low in society's eyes, nobodies with no rights decided to take action. Have you ever seen someone who is well-positioned, who has literally everything they need because maybe they have the finances to have help. Maybe they have the finances to be able to uh, delegate things in their business or um, or even just knowledge, more knowledge than you have, yet they just sit on it still thinking that they don't have enough. And then you get These very few but random people who start with nothing, who are nothing in society's eyes, and all of a sudden, they're out there, and they say, why not? And they just go. They go with what they have. They go with who they are. They just decide to go. Do any of you know those kinds of people? I know a few of them, and I'm always in awe of them. Those who are willing to say, well, heck, why not? Why not? What do I have to lose? Aware that they had nothing to lose, they looked at each other and said, why are we sitting here until we die? What a great question, my friends. Why are we sitting here until we die? I'm just going to let that one sink in for each of us individually in terms of our own circumstances, our own gifts, our own place where we are right now, and see where that lands. However dire the circumstance of life become, choose the leper's attitude if you feel you're just sitting around waiting to die, so to speak consider taking a course of action instead. After all, what have you got to lose? The lepers headed into the Syrian camp and they were amazed to discover that God had gone ahead of them and performed a miracle. Maybe if you get up from where you are sitting, perhaps focusing on your problems, and take a risk on God, he just may do something miraculous on your behalf. And I believe he will. So let's take a look a little bit further into this devotional and see what is God calling us to do? The truth is, as these four lepers said, we're gonna die anyways. Might as well do something. We could say the same thing. You know, we all have the same ending. Might as well do something while we are here. And yet so often as entrepreneurs, we choose to sit. Sit in doubt. Sit in what we deem to be not equipped and we sit in a place where we feel is safer. There are very few people who I have seen truly walk their faith out. I know of many and I've seen many people who speak about faith, but truly walk it out is a completely other way of being. It's no longer saying you are something, it's being someone who believes. And, It's true because I've seen it firsthand that people who tend to walk out their faith when they feel they are unequipped, there will be many people who come and criticize them expecting them to have this, uh, they're expecting this standard of like complete knowledge and excellence and perfection over these people who have decided to walk out in faith. when the truth is that these people who made the decision are probably even more unqualified than the ones criticizing them. Yet they chose to do something about it. And therefore, they are within the will of God and there is no safer place to be than there. And those people who chose to criticize may walk away from an opportunity And therefore remove themselves from the covering of God because there was a lesson to be learned within that space. I don't know who that's for, but I'm just putting that out there. There is a reason why God God has you where he has you. don't be so quick to remove yourself from it before asking him if this is where you should be or not. Because what your earthly and human expectations are of people or circumstances or how a business should be run or whatever it may be are completely different from God's. If he says he's going to bless something, and he's called you into that, then you better believe that no matter what you're seeing, we talked about this yesterday, what you're seeing with your human eyes has nothing to do with his plan in that space. That space is holy ground. That space that he's told you to go to and be there is holy ground. Could it be a job that you don't totally like? And you're like, Lord, I want to go and do something else. And he says, no, stay a little longer. And you're like, oh, this is hell on earth. How many times do we complain? No. If God has called you to be there that automatically turns into holy ground because he has a plan for you there. If he has planted you there, then it is to bring light to that space and turn it from whatever your human eye see into a space where God is made known and present. It's so funny to me how we could be like these four lepers and just say, hey, I have leprosy, I have this weakness, I have this inability to do X thing. And so I think I'll just sit here. That's what most of the lepers would do. Yet these four said no. I'm gonna take what I have and I'm gonna run with it. So it's just amazing to me how we are so quick to boast in our ability to fail. How many times have you said, oh, I'm not good at this. Oh, I don't know. I don't know the exact words, but I can kind of like hear them in my head. I constantly hear people talking about how they are destined to screw something up. To mess something up. Oh, that's me. You know, I always mess things up. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Who knows? I don't know. Don't expect too much. You know me. And we think that's humility. That is not humility, that is deception. You are taking on an identity that he paid for. And you are free from failure. You are free from failure. It doesn't matter what weakness you see in yourself. Don't spend your time and don't use your own tongue to speak failure over your life. Why would you do that? We were talking about it yesterday during Techie Tuesday. It turned into, <laughs> it turned into another talk. If you didn't see Techie Tuesday and you didn't see yesterday's um, podcast episode, go back and listen to that. Holy Spirit brought it. He brought it. But this goes back to the same thing about you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Because you are already walking with him in you. And so when you start your business and you finally start to market it and you start telling people about it, there is no fear in that. Because remember, as you are walking out your business, that is holy ground. The fact that you are claiming failure over it shows that you don't understand the importance of it. And the, not only the importance of it, your business, as a tool, as a vehicle to bring people to him, but your own importance in his eyes. He knows your weaknesses. He knows everything you're saying. He knows your past, your present, and your future. So let's stop boasting about our ability to fail and let's see how far his grace can take us. because he knows it all. Yet he chose you to have the heart and the DNA of an entrepreneur. Are you gonna own that? Or are you going to cower from it and sit there and die like the other lepers? Are you willing to sit? when he's called you to move? That's the biggest question. What have you got to lose today by doing that Facebook Live? What have you got to lose today by telling people you have something that can help them? What have you got to lose today by making that phone call? What have you got to lose today by showing up live with no makeup in your pajamas? What have you got to lose today, dot, dot, dot. You fill in the blanks. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Because if your fear is of people and what they'll say of you, those people are not your people. And maybe, just maybe, their criticism of you of course, is a reflection of their own lack. But even if they were to say something, trust me, trust me, that if it's in God's plan, he's going to use that to help them reflect somehow. It's going to circle back around to them. And they may question themselves, why was, hmm, I wonder why, I'm so quick to talk about someone else. I wonder why I'm still sitting and I'm annoyed that I see other people moving. And so it's easier to criticize them than to actually move myself. He is calling you today to no longer sit. He is calling you today to go into a place where you may be seen as the lowest of the low. Those four lepers knew that if they went into the city, do you think they were going to be received with open arms? No. No. And so it is our calling as faith-led entrepreneurs to go into a world of darkness and bring the light there. Let me ask you a question. Are you sitting in a place where everyone loves you, where everyone is applauding you, where it's all your friends? Are you comfortable there? Are you going to sit there until you die? Because for you, it's a safe place. But you, as an entrepreneur, you were called to go find his people and bring them back to him, to use your influence for him, to be uncomfortable for the kingdom to be willing to rustle some feathers and maybe go against the grain of what society may think and stand on truth. Remember what we talked about yesterday. In the Hebrew, wisdom means skill at war. Who are you standing in the gap for? Who are you standing on the front line for? that should be motivation enough to get you from sitting to running. To running the race you were called to run. This is so much bigger than us. This is so much bigger than your product. This is so much bigger than talking to the same people over and over and over again. Are you comfortable where you are loved? Or are you comfortable with the idea of going into a place where you are unloved so that you can be loved for them? See, lots of people who are believers, Christians, were very comfortable sitting in a place where we're all the same. Uniformity and unity are two very different things. Our world right now is having a lot of discussions around this. Unity in faith is understanding that we are all created. When we wake up, we are all the same because we are all created in the image of God who loved us so much to put us here. I need you today, entrepreneur, to be willing to go out into places where you are not known. Where you stand out. Where you stand for something and someone. Where you are willing to put it all on the line no matter what you look like. You think those lepers weren't nervous? about going into the city where they knew they were going to be probably like stoned. But they were willing to go. That's all God needs from you, to be willing to go. And so the more you sit, another day passes by and another day passes by and another day Day passes by. And what happens? Every single day I can guarantee you, there was someone you were supposed to meet. There was a connection point for you. And because you chose to sit, that person passed you by. And you missed the mark. You miss your calling. You miss that transformation, that opportunity. Those four lepers said, no, I'm not going to miss any more opportunities. We're going to die anyway, so we might as well squeeze every little bit we can out of this life. Are you willing to squeeze every little bit you can out of your business? Are you taking advantage of your business? That it is the tool that God has given you specifically to do great things. And just as these lepers said, hey, we're going to go into town And they were surprised to see that God had already been there and started doing miracles. Guess why? Because they chose to get up. He said in their faithfulness to actually just being willing to move, I'm going to show up ahead of time and start moving some things in their favor. Why are you so hesitant about the next step? Don't you know he knows that when you say yes, he's going to go before you? and prepare things for you, and set a table for you. We forget that. We completely forget it. And so he's saying, friends, come on. As you move, I will move with you. As you move into your willingness... Be a better mom, I will move with you as you move and get up in your willingness to have an intentional business. I will move with you if you move in your desire to get rid of addictions in your life, no matter what that is, could be TV, it could be drugs, it could be whatever, could be eating, it could be clothes. I will move with you. I will move before you. I am a step ahead of you. I am a step ahead of you. Are you trusting that I'm going to meet you there? Because I'm already there. Oh, but what will happen? I'm so worried about what will happen next. God is in the next. Why are you scared to meet him there? Don't be afraid of a father who loves you so much and only wants what's best for you. Everything else and everyone else has nothing to do with his pointing his finger to you and saying, I chose you to do this work. It's all about your motives. What is your motive in moving? What is your motive in actually standing up and getting what he told you to get? Your motives will change and so will your actions. And so, we say, oh man, I just keep sinning and I just keep going into this horrible mindset and everything just seems so hard and I can't just get past this. What's your motive for wanting to change? What's your motive for wanting to get up and get moving? Because your actions are the result of your motives. your actions will always be the result of your motives. So what motive are you choosing to have a business versus a hobby? Do you have a hobby right now? That's a great question to ask actually. Do you have a hobby? Are you treating a business where God has called you to plant the seed, to till the soil, to watch it grow and to reap the harvest? Are you sitting on the land that God has called you to prosper? Or are you adopting the same attitude as these four lepers who said, I have nothing to lose. Today he is telling us, you have nothing to lose, so it's time to move. You have nothing to lose, because in me you have everything you need. You have nothing to lose in this place that I have called you to serve or called you to have your business, even if what your eyeballs see isn't what you would expect, isn't the leadership that you expect, isn't the organized business that you expect. Even if it it looks nothing like what a worldly business would look like, a professional one. If God has called that space for you, you better believe that the moment that you step into it and start working it, he will turn what you see or what you want to see in what you will see eventually. He will flip it for you. You may be walking into chaos. And as you start tilling the soil in that space, the chaos turns to calm and the chaos turns to focus and the chaos turns to gratitude and the chaos turns into a place where in the end, we are all on our knees worshiping and being thankful Because we were able to see the miracles happen in front of our eyes. Because we did not remove ourselves from where we were supposed to be. Or because we walked from, we got up from sitting and moved into where we were supposed to be. So today, let's pray. Let's pray that we are not going to sit anymore. Let's pray that our motives will produce the right actions. Let's pray that we will stop boasting about our ability to fail and use his victory as a symbol of our identity and stop cursing our own businesses our own parenting whatever it may be start choosing the right words so here we go what day is it wednesday awesome wednesdays are great father we are just so thankful because you are seeing us here we as we are we may feel like lepers We may feel like we are not pretty enough. We are not talented enough, smart enough, good enough, equipped enough. All of the enoughs that we could think of. Yet you are saying, if you are willing to get up and go to where I told you to go, what's the last thing I told you to do? I will meet you there. And I will not only meet you there, but I will be there Ahead of you preparing the hearts and minds of those Whom I have called you specifically to serve Don't miss them Don't miss your rendezvous point With those people I have prepared for you ahead of time Don't miss your blessing Don't let them miss theirs. Lord, you are asking us today, what have we got to lose? What have we got to lose to take a chance on you? To take a chance on your grace over our lives, to take a chance on your mercy and your forgiveness. You're calling us to fight the good fight. Do we even know, how can we fight if we're in a place where everybody loves us? How can we fight for you and for truth if we're too comfortable in our stagnant place of sitting? How can your love overflow from a stagnant lake Only mosquitoes and algae and gross things grow there. You are saying, I have blessed you with the ability to have the ever-flowing water of life-giving truth come out of you through your business. Lord, will you help us see the responsibility that we have in this? We may be saying at this point, shoot, I wish I wasn't even an entrepreneur. It sounds like a lot of work. Sounds like a lot of responsibility. But the truth is it's not. It's just as big as the calling of the stay-at-home mom whose job is to protect and watch over her children. It's just as big as the calling of the nine to five worker who can be a light in the office. The calling on each of us is great, but your ability to work through each of us is even greater. Will you help us to stay focused on that truth? Will you help us remember that you have always and will always go before us? We are so thankful, Lord, that we are not alone in this journey. We will never be alone in this journey. Even if every single person we know walks away from us, we have the assurance that we will never be alone. And that is why... You sent us the best friend we could ever have in Holy Spirit. He speaks to us. He comforts us. And he counsels us. Build up our relationship with him so that as we walk this out, as we actually decide to get up and walk this out, we will have the strength and endurance that we need to perform our duty as believers. We thank you for these gifts. We thank you for your faithfulness. We ask you just be with us today, Lord, as we decide to get up and move. We ask all these things in Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with me this morning. I'm telling you, I always say I'm going to do these things like 20 minutes and it always ends up being double. So thanks for hanging in there. Thanks for taking the time. And I hope that God is truly stirring something up really good in us. That's just going to motivate us to go out there and kill it today. Just be amazing as you show up for your people. Just be Be so joyous and happy that you get to do this. You don't have to. You get to. You get to make your own schedule as an entrepreneur. How awesome is that? So we are going to continue to move forward with excitement, with great expectation. And if you are not yet subscribed to the Faith Led Business Podcast, feel free to go and find your favorite podcasting channel stick it there ah it was wigget wednesday shoot i'm a little bit off i'm like a day off on my time clock <laughs> since i didn't come back till monday from the conference ah um i guess i'll probably have to do it tomorrow this is kind of like wigget wednesday i've got my curly hair on today so Maybe that'll have to do this time, but thanks for reminding me, Carol. I totally, I, I, that one just flew out. It flew out. Have a fabulous day, everybody. If you have, um, if you have any prayer requests, feel free to put them in the comments and our community will stand with you in those. Have a fabulous day, everyone. I think I'm going to have to do a wig at Thursday because I see many of you are sad that I didn't have my wig on today. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Wig It Wednesday is a day where I wear a wig because it's a day to do something out of your comfort zone. And wigs are way out of my comfort zone. So I go and I set the example of doing that kind of in a fun way, but with a bigger idea, a bigger um, message around that. So (laughs) thanks for reminding me. I'll do it tomorrow. All right, guys, have a fabulous day. Love you all. If you are a BBB, one of my business boss besties in the Visibility Vault, today at 3 p.m. Eastern, we are going to have an amazing guest speaker. Um, so you do not want to miss that. She is a master at organization, time management. Um, she has seven children. She is a pastor's wife. She is a an amazing woman amazing woman. So if you uh, if you are in the vault, make sure you go over there at 3 p.m. Eastern and uh, I will be interviewing her there. So all right, guys, have a fabulous day. God bless. Thanks for hanging out with me. Stand up and walk or run if you want. Either works. Take care, everybody. Have a fabulous day.